In the run-up to London Challenge Poverty Week, we wanted to hear from some of the young parents that we work with. A few weeks ago, we invited some young parents to have a meal and talk about some of the issues they face. We talked to them about stereotypes, zero-hour contracts, and asked them how they budgeted when they had to live on £300 a month. After defining what they thought poverty looked like, we asked them if they considered themselves to be living in poverty or struggling to make ends meet. Do you consider yourself to be in poverty? Yes. Yeah. Now. Why? Why Actually, whoa, I'm sorry, God. Oh my God, no, I'm not in poverty. It's all in the mindset. I don't consider myself to be in poverty because there's a lot of... If, if like, from the definitions that I read and from what I see and... No, I, I think I'll be I'll be cheeky to be saying that I'm living in poverty. Like, that's insulting to the people that are living in poverty. Okay. I think maybe there's some aspects of my life that may need to be fixed up so that the next generation doesn't fall into, into poverty. If that makes sense. My Give next generation. One, one of those aspects of your life that you can fix up so that the next generation doesn't fall into poverty. Just one. Self worth. Okay. Yeah. And what would that be linked to? The self worth. What kind of confidence? And, and and yeah, it'll give them the confidence to go out there and want to make certain choices and want to make differences. It's asking me too much now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. It's because you say interesting things. I know, but just they just sound interesting. It? It's it is just one off, isn't it? Yeah, just one off. <laughs> she doesn't want to elaborate on. Sorry. For us, if we didn't have the additional top up of benefits, yes, it's considered poverty because we couldn't live on just my wage alone. Not at all. Not in the slightest. The amount of money we have coming in from my job, no. Couldn't live on that alone to raise a family. And if we didn't have the additional benefits that we get to help top that up, we'd be flat on our face. Benefits is more of a stable income over working because there's a lot of zero hour contracts that are floating around, especially given to young people. Um, and zero hours doesn't guarantee that you're going to be working the next day, the next week, the next month. It doesn't guarantee you an income. It doesn't guarantee you stability. So I think it's unfair to assume that young people would rather just be on benefits than work. I think young people would rather go out there and work, but the opportunities are much less for an, I would say inexperienced, because when you just leave school or even after college or uni, you're not as experienced as, as say as somebody that's been out of school for a longer period of time. What's the question? The same question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's right when people um, assume young parents no, I don't think so. I think, um, like, um, I think it's wrong for anyone to assume anything about anyone. Full stop. So. But there are there are some opinions as young parents that you're on benefits. For. I actually tend to, on my on my side, what I've seen as a lot of people might. There are some young parents on benefits, but most of them really try their hardest to get out of the benefits more than older people let's say that have children or whatnot so yes it's okay it's a little bit wrong to assume that because 
as a young younger person, you've got more of a drive to to want to get out of that situation. Some, anyway. What's their drive? What's their the driving factor for them to get out of it? Well, you know, why not just stay on uh, Society, their parents, how, how they was raised. Because um, if, if you've come from parents that sat down and did that, you know, um, have a kid and then stay on benefits, live in a comfy life, then you might want to follow that as well. But if you've come from somewhere where they've worked really hard, that's what's in your blood, so you're going to do it, I guess. <laughs> but my son was just a boy, so I didn't have to buy much food. Um, I don't know actually how I did that. I don't know. We, we need to know. Oh, but I actually don't know. I think about it now because now sometimes I, I get more than that and I can't do it. And I think, but wait, when you was living, you used to do that. But I think, and I used to cook three times a day then. And now oh. I don't cook at all. Makes sense, why? Well, is it change your spending habits yeah before when i lived like that i used to buy stuff in sort of bulk to last me like the whole month uh-huh so he was my son was about two years old took from me was two to he was three and i didn't have to pay any housing or anything so that was lucky yeah. i lived i lived very local to where everywhere i needed to go so i didn't ever need to catch a bus yeah. okay. um so that was something i didn't spend on he was yeah like i said too so and then it was just me and him so i, I wouldn't have to cook big portions and because i've already bought like meat i would literally buy big meat mm. yeah. big 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 and it was just chicken i used to just always eat chicken sometimes be fancy i never used to smoke so much i never used to drink a lot i never used to go out as much as i i, I didn't have the freedom anyway i guess because my mm, son was still at home yeah, okay. yeah. So there was no school where you can, after dropping off to school, go somewhere for cheeky yeah. something, no. So I think, yeah, I used to budget a lot back then. But your lifestyle enabled that, as you say. Yeah, my lifestyle did, because once, if I had lived in, let's say, when I lived in Croydon, when I was on £300 a month, I was in Stockwell, but if I was in Croydon, my son's school used to be in Stockwell, that would have been expensive Travel, every single yeah, day. Yeah. Travelling, that would have been something I might not have been able to do. Plus uniform, it would have been a un- uh, But I did it anyway. You did it? Yeah. Won't do it again. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. How would you guys cope? When I was first a parent, I had my son when I was 16, and at the time, income support was £57 a week. So I kind of was, <laughs> I kind of was budgeting that amount of money. Um, so I cannot afford anything on that amount of money. So I had to go and get a job when my son was eight weeks old. Which isn't fair. Like, and when you say you got a job, was it like a full-time job? Or? It felt like it. It felt like I was there all the time. <laughs> um, it was 26 and a half hours. But I did a lot of overtime to make up for the fact that I still don't have enough money. And the employer actually used to pay. They paid really well. They paid above what you should probably get. But I still didn't have enough money. Because by the time you factor in formula, nappies, wipes, clothes, because babies grow quick. <laughs> um, you factor in all of that, 
the fact that you still have to pay your rent out of your wages and all of that, all the other stuff that come with it. It's just not enough money. Everything's just going up. Like the cost of toilet paper, you used to be able to get toilet paper for about 50p. Now you're paying excess of £2. Um, I just think it's ridiculous, it's just hard, like our money isn't stretching far enough to buy the necessities that we need, so I think it's, just, it's always getting harder but I think this day and age it's getting even worse and it's getting worse more rapidly. From, from when I started staying at home people would kind of give me the kind of looks about why am I staying at home, just based on the fact that I've, I've always tried to be in something of employment. Um, my first couple of jobs were zero hour contracts and I think my pay was about six or seven pounds an hour and zero hour contracts was only when they needed me. So I might have not even worked for three, three weeks and I still had rent to pay myself. So with things like that, it just wasn't. I don't think that's right. I don't think zero contracts should exist at all. I think they're really, really bad. Um, the fact that you may not even work the next week which means you're struggling to feed your child and then you're having to rely on the universal credit which then relies on whether you get paid a certain amount and if you don't get paid that certain amount your money still goes down. Do you, do you have any money saving tips? I think my thing in regards to tips is always probably have like a spare account and then just give your card to someone else that's just saying don't give me this card unless it's an emergency so at least that way, you literally have no access to withdrawing the money. At least that way, you could probably put about 20 or 30 pounds in it, maybe every month. I have a Costco card, thankfully, so I can just go to Costco and buy in bulk, which is great. That's right, yeah. Um, but I also use like a lot of loyalty cards. So I have a Nectar card, which currently has about 64 pounds on it. So if I had no money, and I spent all the money I had, I'd still be able to go to Sainsbury's and get some grocery shopping. Likewise with boots, if I needed nappies and wipes and I had no money, I can go with my Advantage card. I have about £54 on my Advantage card. Boom. <laughs> and, and spend what I have. And that's because I make full use of loyalty cards. I think it's free money at the end of the day. They're giving you points, which converts technically into money. So why would you not utilize free money from the shop? That to me is crazy. Um, even though you can only spend it in that particular shop, but if you shop there anyway, then it's good. I've always been that savvy saver. You don't really get taught these things in school. You don't get taught how to budget. You don't get. You don't get taught how to ensure that your money extends further. You don't get taught any of that. You don't get paid. You get do. Uh, you don't get taught how to pay taxes or how to pay your bills. When I first moved into my very first property without um, being in sheltered accommodation, because when I first moved out, I moved into a mother and baby unit. So when I moved out fully on my own, my own flat, everything independent, I didn't know you had to pay water. I had no idea you had to pay Thames water for your water. And I had a bill come through the door and I was like, Thames who? Thames what? Water comes out the tap, it's free. What are you talking about? So I called them up because I was this. They were like, your bill? Because I was just a bit confused. So I was like, well, okay, I knew about the gas and the electric. I, I get that. But water comes out the tap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? 
So yeah, I think schools definitely need to have a better grip on life skills in general, like how to cook. Because a lot of people go to university and still don't know how to cook. And it's a bit like, well, you can't live on takeaways all the time because that becomes very expensive. Because sometimes it just gets sent down from the ancestors. They don't do it too much. Bye guys. Nice Bye then. Are you coming on Friday? Yes, you are. See ya. See you then. At St Michael's, we support parents so they can raise happy and healthy children. We do this through our groups and one-to-one -one support for young mums and dads, at our Jigsaw Contact Centre and Family Residential Assessment Centres. We also offer parents leaving our assessment centres an ongoing support service through our Securing Change programme. We would like to thank 4 in 10 and Trust for London for supporting us to take part in Poverty Week. If you'd like to find out more about our work, please subscribe to our podcast.